Who would win in a fist fight? Bigfoot or God? Can I vape a ghost? Answers to these questions and more on this episode of This Paranormal Life! Yo, welcome back to This Paranormal Life, the comedy paranormal podcast where every single week we dissect a different paranormal tale, case, claim, and get to the bottom of whether it really happened or not. You are joined by myself, Mr. Kit Greer, this guy over here, Mr. Roy Pars. How are you doing today, Roy? I'm doing fantastic, guys. I'm bursting full of energy, three coffees deep, one monster shallow, and I'm ready to investigate a cryptid. I'm ready to rip apart a case with my two goddamn hands. A little too much energy, find actually, because well, we've got to sit down for quite a sustained period and, and like, uh, kind of just focus our attention on a lot of detail. Before we started as well, my mic arm broke so uh, we're actually yeah. You snapped it. I in snapped a it in half. Rage. Sure. So right now it's kind of. I don't want to touch it too much because well, I feel like I'm going to break it. You're poking it. But it's hanging. It's hanging onto a bed fan with a tripod with the legs wrapped around the the edge of it. Right. It's the kind of tripod that might hold a phone is holding a very large <laughs> microphone. Yeah. And of course it's it's barely three feet off the ground. So I've had to lower my desk chair to the lowest setting, arch my back uh, as In far pretty, back as I can go. Have you been doing yoga? It's a pretty impressive arch you Thank got you. There. Thank you, man. So I'm excited, I'm stretching and I'm full of energy. Glad to hear it. Well, no time to waste. Let's dive right into today's investigation. Special thank you right off the bat to Christopher Poots for sending this in. Today, we travel to Bedburg in West Germany. Despite this word mostly sounding like how a southern gentleman might say bedbug, yeah. <laughs> it's also a very small historical German country town. The kind of place where life is slow, peaceful, and unchanging. You could say it's a sleepy little town. You almost could. Not least in the 1500s, where our story is set. In this area lived a quiet, middle-aged farmer known as Peter Stump. The locals knew him as a quietly successful, uh, definitely one of the richer local farmers okay. kind of guy with plenty of land. He claimed to have been born in the nearby village of Eprath, and for years they would just see him coming and going from the house, from the farm, uh, walking through town and back up again. Nothing weird. But as he wasn't much of a talker, no one really knew a whole lot about his past. This wasn't helped by the fact that his local church's records burned down a few years back. All right. Meaning there was no official record of who he was, where he came from, or actually how old he was. All right. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump right to the finish line here here and say Stumpy's what? not his real. F- name what are you saying i think he burned down the records interesting so they don't know how old he is well i mean they can guess he's middle-aged ish yeah okay but you don't know it's like paul rudd he could be 25 or he could be 64 you you just don't know it's a good point it's a good point but listen let's not jump to any scooby-doo style conclusions we gotta we we gotta get chased by the monster through several doors before we can do that (laughs) But as much as Peter Stump's life was a mystery, the locals could work out one thing. He was mostly only seen alone. But on occasion, he would be seen with his kids. One girl, around 15, and a son, who was a few years younger than that. 
However, he was never seen with a wife, which led everyone to believe that he was sadly a widower. Just a strong single dad doing the best for his kids. But Bedburg wasn't a safe place to raise a family anymore, on account of all the recent disappearances. Okay, this is kind of coming out of nowhere. And cattle mutilations. All right. Around the 1580s, farmers in the Bedburg area were waking up to find their animals brutally slaughtered. Really awful stuff. Their throats torn out. Their insides also torn out. Oh my god. The guts, Rory? Torn out? Of course. Okay. So they started complaining that it must be wolves or foxes, some kind of local animal. They had to be the cause. I'm sure for our long-time listeners, they've heard us talk about cattle mutilations many times over, but they are such a common, weird phenomenon in the world of the paranormal. Yeah. This is where, in seemingly peaceful areas, overnight, animals turn up, just ripped to pieces. This is what we call paranormal graffiti, folks. It's basically like tagging a subway station... You show up, you leave your mark on the fields, and you get out of there. It's also a bit like paranormal freestyle rap, you know, just instead of, like, crafting a a hot verse to drop on a dank beat, tear a cow's throat out. Sure. And your homies give you props, and everyone has a great time. Clink your 40s together, and it's a party. And sure enough, they were onto something, because there were some witnesses of these cattle mutilation events. People who witnessed the attacks described seeing a wolf terrorizing the village, and they knew that it was the same one each time, because everyone said the same thing. It was missing one paw, which it must have lost in a fight or a trap of some kind. Whoa. And this continued day by day. More and more animals piled up in the fields and the farmers unable to do a damn thing about it because no one could catch the perp. But it all changed when one day, a woman went missing. The community were distraught because given the circumstances, everything that was happening on the farms, they knew she hadn't gone on holiday. Yeah. She hadn't gone on a goddamn spa retreat or a city break. No, hell no. It was the 1500s. It was the same creature that took her. This three-pawed wolf had developed, unfortunately, a taste for people. It's working its way up, isn't it? Starting with cows, maybe a chicken, maybe a goat yeah. in there. All of a sudden, that little farmhand over there is looking pretty delicious. I'm going to go gank her with my three paws. But that's crossing a line. It's like anyone. You know, can you blame him after all? Whenever you're a kid, you know, you're on the kid's menu. You get the chicken nuggets and the chips. Granted, sure. you're happy with it for a long time. Yeah, then but- you hit 15 and suddenly your stomach's a little bit bigger. And those f-ing carrots and apple slices you get as a side just aren't cutting it anymore. Uh-uh. You see your older brother with a McFlurry and you say, what is that? It says none of your beeswax. Sure, you rip his throat out and you take the <laughs> McFlurry. And now every few days another woman would go missing. Then a woman and her children. Then just some kids another day. How big is this wolf? This wolf creature, whatever whatever it was, was ravenous. I've watched a few nature documentaries, but normally it's like the snake swoops in and granted it eats a whole antelope. And then it's like, but he's good for two years. He slinks off into the woods. He's fine. Uh, But this thing... Every day is cheat day. He's got the munchies. What we really need to know is what this thing's huffing back in the woods. God knows what he could do with four paws. (laughs) With three, he's taken on a whole village. And let's be clear, there's already not a lot of people in this village to begin with. So the, the numbers are starting to show. 
and the, on the Sunday church service, it's starting to look a little thin, especially in the women and children's aisles. Of course. Then one morning, a pile of random limbs were found bunched together in the town square. The locals said, enough is enough. To hell with this thing. We're going to put together a hunting party with dogs and hunt down this beast. Nice, nice. I like this. We've talked about it before. It's a dad squad. It truly is. There's only single dad, widowed dads left in this village anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, so they're putting a party together to hunt this thing down. And so they did. Under the cover of night, they staked out a local farm, uh, probably Jurassic Park style, chained up a goat to a fence and then, you know, see what happens. And they didn't have to wait long until a wolf crawls out of the dark. Why are they doing this? They they said they've already seen the wolf killing cows and none of them could d- catch it or do anything about it. So what good is it offering it food and then assuming this is the time we are going to be able to catch? It seems like the wolf kind of comes and goes as the wolf pleases. <laughs> <laughs> Hunting it is, like, finding it isn't the problem. Like, enough is enough. <laughs> the wolf rips that guy's throat out. <laughs> oh! <laughs> the, the wolf's like, anyone else got any bright ideas? No? Then thinks that they're, it's just the boss ant from the movie Ant. He's <laughs> just bullying everyone. It's like, I'm going to be back in two days. I want to see 50 women and children lined up here for my supper or else you're all going to get it. What was his name? Chopper? Chopper yeah. the... What was he? A cockroach or something? Grasshopper? No. Uh, locust? Locust. Okay. Yeah, they're evil as hell. <laughs> right. Seems like, yeah, the wolf is running shit. Wolf is the new mayor of Bedburg. Oh, yeah, 100%. I think the idea is that they have more numbers this time. You know, so maybe they got a few people... Because before it was just like one or two eyewitnesses. Hey, just like, just like Bugs Life. You know, <laughs> they rallied up all the little ants. They got the, the fat little German caterpillar. Yeah. They got the ladybug. They got the stick man. It. They brought in a circus. <laughs> they brought in a whole circus. They're going to build a giant wolf <laughs> in a tree and swoop it down to scare this bastard off. You need to you need to build a giant whatever eats wolves. Nothing. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I guess... I guess a four-pawed wolf. Yeah, because it's going to at least have the upper hand. <laughs> the upper paw, at least. <laughs> That's not what their plan was. Okay. I think they were just going to ambush it. Uh, maybe have a few more weapons. Um, sure. I was trying to actually figure out what kind of weapons they might have. Sometimes I get tripped up because I don't know when guns were invented. We, we actually looked this up yeah. on a previous podcast. We went onto the, the website, <laughs> guntimeline.com. <laughs> and yet I still don't remember. The AK-47 was invented in 1931 AG. That's right, after guns. <laughs> Jesus, of course, wielded the first semi-automatic. I can ask Siri, hold on. Hey, Siri, when were guns invented? This one says it started in... Well, cannons appeared in Italy around the 1300s. Okay. So that's pretty early. So I'm guessing almost 300 years later, I'm guessing they had Glocks, at least. Yeah. Uh, Probably a Barrett 50 cal while we're at it. That's right. Camped out, they saw the wolf crawl slowly out of the darkness towards the farm they had just enough time to see its glowing eyes and glowing fangs before they jumped out to chase the bastard through the woods they apparently chased this beast for days what i don't know how that works did they sleep did the wolf sleep 
Apparently it took days. That's not, that can't be right. They eventually, days later, they cornered the beast in the woods and the dogs had it on the ropes. It was pressed up against a rock face. And as the men bravely ran up to deal the fatal blow with their guns and axes, there was no wolf. There was no night beast, Rory. What? They looked down and saw Peter Stump. No. Cowering on the ground. The man couldn't believe their eyes. What? Peter, what are you doing here? Not only was it not a wolf, it was a middle-aged man with a walking stick. A man they all knew as the trustworthy local guy, the family man. You guys just missed him. The wolf went that way. He took a left by the acorn tree. <coughs> Coughing up fur everywhere. <laughs> Coughing up, <coughing> up children's <laughs> bones. <laughs> you, you better go chase after him. Mike, I, I think he said he banged your sister. He was, t- he was talking shit about all you guys. You better, you better go get him. Peter, have you always had one hand? Uh, yeah, you know me, stumps. Why, Peter, what large teeth you have. We never noticed. Yeah, all the better for farming with, you know. <laughs> the clouds begin to clear and the full moon's coming out. Oh, f***. Old Peter's got to run, boys. Uh. Throws away the walking stick. What? <laughs> Takes off on all fours. <laughs> Let me know if you catch him. Let me know if you catch him. Ow! <laughs> They watch him run into the distance straight into a school where they hear children screaming. They see him animorph style immediately turn into a wolf. There's like a beat and the leader of the gang's like, he's a good man. (laughs) Shame about his wife. So the, the hunter's immediate thought was, this is some kind of magical illusion that the wolf has cast, making it appear to be Peter. Oh, okay. Which okay. is kind of intelligent. If it's like some sort of devilish wolf, that it would maybe make itself appear like the most unlikely person imaginable. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Using the illusion techniques. So they apprehended Peter Stump, if that was his real name, and marched back to town, straight to Peter's house. But when they knocked on the door, only the kids were home. Peter Stump was nowhere to be found. That meant there was no illusion, no apparition. Peter Stump must be the murderer. Oh boy. Immediately, Peter was put on trial. Back then, there wasn't much of a Jew legal process. You could pretty much just put anyone on the dock and go hog wild. Yeah. At least these days, you have to own a wig to be the judge. You have to at least buy one. Back then, the judge was probably like 12 years old. So once on the dock, a list of suspected crimes was read out to Peter. Every gruesome detail, brutal murder after brutal murder, cannibalism, everything you could possibly imagine. It seems a little unnecessary because, I mean, back in those days, you steal an apple, the penalty's death. Right. You know, you look at someone the wrong way, ungentlemanly, that's death. Mm -hmm. So pretty much if the first one on the list is you're a, a wolf beast that's already death you probably don't need to read all the other ones yeah it's like you number two you killed a mother number three you ate a mother four <laughs> we could just stop he here a, you're right you're right this, this I is a little to it all <laughs> they're like no you must listen <laughs> this is part of the punishment <laughs> you can imagine that the hunters have some hot shot prosecuting lawyer and he's like 
listen, guys, I don't think we can get him on the mother reading. But uh, he did turn up 10 minutes late to church last month. And they're like, that's it. We got him. Satanist. Case closed. <laughs> Rip out his eyeballs. And their lawyer, Peter's lawyer, of course, is like, ladies and gentlemen of the court, did my <laughs> client disembowel a mother of four? Sure. But did he disembowel a child? Yes, that was number three. Really? Peter, you didn't you permission, didn't tell me <laughs> permission to convene with my client. <laughs> Peter, you didn't say anything about the children. Peter's already in wolf form in the stand. <laughs> panting covered in blood. This isn't a good look for you, Pete. You gotta change back, man. But the problem was, listen, they could list as many crimes as they want. As far as we're aware, a wolf committed half those crimes. Yeah. I mean, it was the the people on the farms, they saw a wolf run up and jack the animals, jack the humans, which means that some of these accusations don't really hold up when Peter is clearly a man. That is until someone connected the dots. Because Peter Stump isn't Peter's real name at all. These of were the, course not. These were the days when you could be named just simply after your profession or maybe some characteristic. Peter was only called Stump because he was missing his left arm. There we go. The same paw that the wolf was missing. So loud. They were one. Okay. And the same. I'm on. I'm. We're on the same team here. But Peter is some kind of man. Wolf. Some kind of wolf man hybrid. You led with man. If the paw fits, <laughs> you mustn't acquit. <laughs> Peter's like, you were my lawyer going into this. <laughs> When did you flip Justice flop? must be served. <laughs> Kill the beast. <laughs> it's the 1500s. There's no such thing as a lawyer. I'm just a guy. <laughs> Here's the thing, Pete. When you transformed mid-session, led me to believe I ain't getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever... so I don't give a f*** who goes to jail. Whenever you wolfishly oh. ripped out of your clothes Hulk style, I saw that those pockets were empty. <laughs> Your Honor, permission to approach the bench because I'm scared to stay by my client. <laughs> and so, Peter was immediately taken away to, quote, make a confession, which in those days meant one thing. Torture. Oh. They tortured him to within an inch of his life before he said, Okay, I'm ready to make my confession. It all started when I was 12 years old. As a young boy... I started to practice black magic, which is how the devil found me Whoa. and spoke to me and gave me a belt, a magic and evil belt. Wow. And when I put it on, I transformed into a greedy, devouring wolf, strong and mighty, with eyes great and large, which in the night sparkled like fire. A mouth great and wide, with most sharp and cruel teeth. A huge body and mighty paws. But as soon as I removed the belt, I would transform back into my human form. They realized that Peter must have removed his belt right before the hunters killed him in the forest. Ah. Transforming himself back into Peter. With his true identity now revealed, Peter admitted to everything. Murdering and eating 14 children, at least two pregnant women, Whoa. all manner of animals, sexually abusing many people. Jesus! It was a really, really horrible... That's not even wolf-like. That's just bad, Peter. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely Peter, not the wolf. Yeah. It's a really 
gruesome long if for, you know there's some people out there who like listening to gruesome tales sure you should check it out there's a long list it's all quite documented all the crazy awful stuff he did and as soon as the authorities got their confession they proceeded straight to execution and on halloween night 1589 peter was strapped into a wooden wheel where quote Flesh was torn from his body in ten places with red-hot pincers. Oh my god. Then they broke all of his limbs with the back of an axe to, quote, stop him from escaping from the grave. And then they finally cut off his head and burned everything on a pyre. Okay, that'll do it. Uh, Then, sadly, they didn't want to take any chances, so they strangled and burned his kids and his girlfriend too. What?! Yeah. He said it was the belt. But were they wrong after because after all this unpleasantness, the attack stopped. They probably would have stopped just with Peter, though. You probably didn't have to kill his children. You don't know if they're little wolf cubs, all right? They could have a magic <laughs> bracelet or <laughs> mood ring or something. <laughs> the devil gives them a mood ring. <laughs> what does this turn me into? Nothing. It's just pretty cool. <laughs> And Rory, I realize this story is pretty old. So just in case you have any doubts about evidence for this case, please check out this 1500s woodcut print of the day of execution. All right, all right. You know what I say when it comes to evidence. If it's wood, it's good. And here we go, guys. Okay. All right, okay. So so this is kind of like, it looks like it's three people getting killed, but I assume this is... It's like almost like it's chronological. Like, it's like so stations it's, at the cross type type stuff. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. So yeah, it's telling the whole story here, folks. He's um. This is a, a guy being tied to a wheel, stabbed, beaten, uh, and in the last uh, kind of corner, his head is being torn off. In the background, you can see the whole village there with their pitchforks, kind of cheering on. Uh, then at the end, he's he, he's being dragged onto a, a fire. This is pretty grisly. Yeah, I think you can see somewhere, if I remember correctly, his head is on a stick, and they put a wolf head above that head. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, there is a wolf. What are they doing? I don't know. This is, this is, a, this is a group of people who do not have a lot on. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? I mean, if you torture me for long enough... I'll say whatever you want. <laughs> I'll say because because I want it to stop. Yeah, that's how it works. You know, you waterboard me for days. I'll say that the sky's made of marshmallows. Yeah, and that I I drink electricity. I'll say anything. It's I don't a, care. It's a good point because whilst the execution is truly horrible, I mean, how long can the execution last? Like. I mean, well, I don't know. I don't want to be in that situation. But yeah, the torture could last forever. Yeah. The execution will be over eventually. It will at least lead to death. So he kind of does have an interest in getting the whole thing over with. Although having all your limbs broken one by one doesn't sound very fun. No. This was the kind of time where you know when this village was done with it and the body was burned and the whole crowd is kind of sitting there as the, the fire dies down. They're like, well, now someone's like i saw a woman that looked a bit like a witch get her and they just get fired up over the next thing because there's just needs to be something going on yeah. before they realize that they're all living in their own filth in some shithole town in the 1500s <laughs> it's like hurt locker you know how <laughs> they, they, they come back 
They come back from the werewolf hunt and they're oh, back right, to civilian yeah. life. And, and, they and their, their, their wives are like, hey, sweetie, well, what do you want for dinner? So nice that you're back from the werewolf hunts. I'm glad that's all over with. And he's like, yeah, it's sure. Oh, sure. I'm so f***ing bored. <laughs> exactly. When's the next werewolf? They're like, you know, you're at the store and your girlfriend's like, hey, how long are you going to be? Howl? There's me knocking the mic over that I said was very precariously uh, placed. Oh, oh it's shit. never going to sit again, is it? Hold on, hold on. Oh, it's so much more. Guys, I have biffed this hard. I, I, I have to go <laughs> lower in the chair now. Okay. It started as a joke and now it's real. <laughs> Rory is bent at a 45 degree angle. Full of rage. <laughs> Eager to go back on the wolf hunt. That looks unbelievably uncomfortable. Oh, God, my ass is asleep. <laughs> it's only been three seconds. This is torture. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm a wolf. I'm a wolf. I did it all. I <laughs> ate the children. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest and now this thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. We're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here. Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. Now this story might make you think that werewolf trials were happening all over Europe at the time. If this is the scale of simply one encounter with a werewolf, uh, they seem to have a whole method to how they execute werewolves. Yeah. But uh, after I looked into it, there actually isn't much before Peter Stump. The bad news is that after the trial of Peter Stump, people got a lot more excited about werewolves all over Europe. This kind of little little fire so to speak right about the worry um around werewolves whenever i was researching it there's even a wikipedia page called like combination werewolf witch trials oh no (laughs) they were so hellbent on superstition that they 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 were just 
every woman was a witch and every man was a werewolf. Right, and right. And they, they were just, uh, yeah, putting people on trial all over Europe. I was going to say, this does remind me a lot of the witch trials and just, you know, these secluded little towns whipping themselves up into frenzies and becoming obsessed with the dark arts and witchcraft. And unfortunately, people like P- Peter, actually, I don't know about Peter. He might actually he be might a have wolf. Been. Um, but a lot of uh, unfortunate women got caught up in the witch trials, which is uh, pretty grim. It is grim. And actually, on that note, it is it is kind of interesting. This is one of the alternate theories for what was going on. Now, this doesn't necessarily prove or disprove what happened to Peter Stump. But it's interesting that people suggest at this time, Germany was, I think, for the first time ever becoming a Protestant country. Okay. And little by little, areas, hamlets were being uh, run by Protestant leaders for the first time. And so I think Bedburg falls into the Cologne jurisdiction. And I think for the first time ever, they had a Protestant leader and he was bringing in Protestantism instead of Catholicism. And it was causing tension, needless to say. And so they were saying, in this case, Peter Stump was almost certainly Protestant. They think the whole trial could have even been a way of just persecuting people of a different religious faith. finding reasons to persecute them and for some reason there were already lots of laws against werewolves you don't even (laughs) need to make new ones against protestants it seems kind of contradictory to uh you know try and get people on board by claiming that you are the righteous religion and the the one to be trusted by executing a man who has different religious beliefs for being a werewolf It's definitely an interesting idea. It also leads in to another interesting aspect of this story. Something that surprised me about all the people trialed across Europe, including Peter Stump, is that these people supposedly weren't born as werewolves, but rather they were turned into werewolves by the devil. Okay. As in Peter Stump's story, he messed around with black magic as a kid. The devil came, came along and said, hey, kid, how you want to be a werewolf? And he became one, and the rest is history. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know that that's how werewolves worked. I mean, all I've heard from pop culture is your cliche neck bite. Yeah. You know, almost similar to like a vampire, you know, you get bitten by the wolf, you get the curse, you transform at a full moon into a werewolf. That's kind of the popular theories uh, that it's, have at least been portrayed in the media. Exactly. I guess it's a lot sexier than a magic belt. That's harder to work into your 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 three hundred million dollar uh, twentieth century Fox movie production. Yeah, because do you go like a little thin little shoelace belt, or do you go like WWE championship belt, <laughs> glistening in the sunlight? And, and yeah. Whenever Peter's not a wolf, he's holding it over his shoulder <laughs> like The Rock. Yeah, it's not quite as sexy as like being bitten and then you know transforming in the full moon kind of against your will whereas this is like peter could be a wolf anytime he wanted (laughs) or not right uh it does make sense of why they were a lot more scared of werewolves though because they weren't some sort of natural aberration they were people who had gone into pact with the devil against christians and they had to die i wonder if the devil was pretty keen on handing these out these magic belts out (laughs) willy-nilly Like, do you think anyone that got in contact was able to become a wolf? Or if, like, some weeby little guy was like, oh, I'm not quite sure about this, but I'm pretty sure I want to transform into a beast. Can I have the magic belt? And he, the devil would be like, I'll tell you what. 
I'll start you off with a fedora that turns you into a f***ing mongoose. We'll work your way up from there. You know, then maybe you get a glove that makes you a badger. Yeah. Maybe you get a necklace that makes you a, a, a seahorse. Sure. <laughs> all, the, all, the, you know, all the way up the chain to uh, to werewolf. And then months later, you're putting on a onesie that turns you into a god destroyer of some kind. Of course. If Peter had made it up to the top steps, yeah. that's what it eventually would have led to. He was to. midway. Roy, we've looked at a pretty in-depth historical story um, which is pretty well documented and has some definitely some interesting, unique takes on what it means to be a werewolf. I know we've talked a little about them in the past, but what do you think of this so far? I loved this story. I, I loved it so much and so much more than I thought I was going to. You know, last week on the podcast, when we talked about the Hexam heads, sure. we had a night beast Wolfman in uh, that episode. Mm -hmm. And already I was worried that we were going to be trotting around some of the same material. But this is so different. I mean, this magical belt, uh, the execution, the, the story of the transformation. This is something that we've never really investigated before. And um, I, I loved it. Great case. Great case, Kit. Well done. It's cool because it's got a fairy tale vibe. Yeah. But at the same time... You look back through the records and they're like, oh, it happened. We've got the woodcuts to prove it. We have the woodcuts un <laughs> unredacted as well. <laughs> Great to see. You know, I can't tell if, um, if it's the story or all the blood rushing to my head from the yoga pose that I'm sure. doing to make sure I can talk clearly into the microphone. But this is not far from being a believable story. Yeah. It, it, there's nothing in it. It's dancing along the lines of paranormal, uh, but still uh, deeply based within reality, just enough that uh, it doesn't sound too ridiculous. Sure. Which is nice. Nice change of pace. But as we are this paranormal life, and every week we have to come down to a conclusion whether the story we're talking about is paranormal or not, we got to focus on one thing. You know, who gives a shit about the children or the women who are murdered or all the animals? What we care about is this magic belt. Of course. I'm really glad you brought it up. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up. Where is the belt now? Can That's what I want to know. <laughs> Can we turn man into a werewolf using a magic belt? Right. Or at least what I will settle for, what we would need for this to be a yes, was Peter a werewolf, at least in the traditional sense. Yeah. Was there ever any mention of what happened to the belt? I don't think so. I didn't. Come across a damn thing about the belt. Because it's weird that even on the woodblock, it's so well documented every intricate way in which he was tortured and killed, but no mention of the magic belt that turned him into a beast. Yeah. I think... Like, I didn't know need to know that they broke all the limbs in his <laughs> dead body and burnt him. I need to know where the f magic belt is. My take is that the magic belt is more Peter's story than the people of Bedburg's story. Okay. I think <laughs> post-torture, that's what Peter said happened. Okay. I don't think I don't think they were like, hey, <laughs> in the court in the courtroom, like, we've got a glowing uh belt. I think it's like humming some Latin as we speak. What should we do with it? I think he that was his method for explaining how he did it. I guess that's a kind of smart excuse because that's kind of a way of being like, sure, I, I transformed into a wolf. Yeah. But it's not me. Yeah. It's my demon belt. Yeah. If you want to burn anything, burn my belt. Yeah. Which he probably thought was like, 
I got them now. They're going to burn the belt. And uh, <laughs> old Peter's off scot-free. And then they start batting him to death. They start burning the belt. Everything's getting burnt and bashed. So that didn't quite work out probably the way he intended it to. to. No. Which does cast some amount of doubt on the story because if he were a traditional werewolf, if this was some innate ability to turn into a wolf, to transform... Why would he create a story about the magic belt and the yeah. devil? Why would he mention agreeing to go into a pact with the devil and have this magical artifact? You would think he would make a plea to say, this is just who I am. I can't control it. Yeah, yeah. But then I guess even if you say that, you're probably still getting killed. Yeah. I don't think as investigators, we're benefiting from the 1500s justice system. It seems to have muddied the waters. <laughs> yeah. If they just said, Peter... Listen, you got to go away for a while, but we would love to know how it all went down. Yeah, that would be if, very if nice. If they could have got Richard. like, you know, like these days, if you're, if you go to prison, you still get a Netflix documentary made about you after the fact of where course. they're like, Hey, tell us how it all went down. We'll make a hit podcast out of it. I feel like the officials enforcing the laws in these days were just anyone that made it to the age 24. <laughs> Every, if you made it that long and hadn't died of the plague congratulations i think you're the law here's now. a gun <laughs> you've been you've been alive the longest you get to choose who lives and dies <laughs> until you yourself get killed for being an <laughs> immortal being but rory we could speculate all day long we truly could the time has come we have to make a decision what are you saying today yay or nay is this thing truly paranormal or not yes or no i love the story you know i love the imagery uh i love the woodblock painting but unfortunately, that's the only physical evidence that we have. And we know that, um, you know, art and paintings from those eras are riddled with folklore, mythology, yeah. with fiction instead of fact. If we had any pictures or any more details about the magical belt, any more concrete evidence as to who Peter was, it's unfortunate, obviously, that uh, the building burned down that had all his details, so we can't really look into his family tree, his history, anything like that. Very sad. It's a tough case, but unfortunately, I think this week, for me, it's going to be a no. I think we're in agreement there, Rory. I don't think we have enough to go on. Um, once we start getting into packs with the devil, uh, <laughs> yeah. i going to need some receipts. <laughs> I think it's going to be a no today. I hope you guys enjoyed the story of Peter Stump and the Bedberg. Werewolf. Thanks so much to Christopher again for sending that one in. Thanks, Chris. If you were around in 1590, you were a witness. Maybe you were uh, a, an attempted victim of Peter himself. Let us know this paranormal life podcast at gmail.com. As always, you can hit us up on the socials twitter.com forward slash this paralife, facebook.com forward slash this paranormal life. Guys, if you just cannot get enough of this paranormal life and our investigations, let it be known that there are many investigations not available to the public on patreon.com forward slash this paranormal life that's where we put the uh, most devilish werewolf based content and from only five bucks a month you can get access to all bonus episodes we've been doing them for a couple of years there's a big backlog uh there is a kind of 1500 style pile of limbs in the town square <laughs> Of bonus episodes lying around waiting to be listened to. So and if check you want to, if you want to join the Wolf Pack, that's what we we you know call the people that are joining us now. The wolf as of pack. just now, as of just now, if you want to join the Wolf Pack, put your paw in, then uh, definitely check it out. 
from 20 bucks a month, you can get a This Paranormal Life t-shirt and, and more. Now, if you're curious about what these bonus episodes sound like, keep listening. Here's a clip from this week's bonus episode. As the men dragged the net up, they cried out loud as they discovered a giant sea monster in the net. What? The net was tiny as well. Don't know how this happened. It was 20 feet long with an eight foot with an eight feet, with an eight foot tall, strange beaked head. And <laughs> the head is eight feet, and and four tiny little scaled legs attached to its body. Okay. 1934. The monster was spotted in Whitsand Bay by several witnesses. It was described as monstrous, glossy, black, with a long goose-like neck. No. <laughs> <laughs> a humped back and a tremendous tail. <laughs> Goose, look, this is everything but a sea beast. We've had humped back, cow-like head, a beak. Look, goose fucking goose neck. Goose neck is is just a is a descriptive way of saying slippery ass little snake neck. I just want it to be. <laughs> A Nessie. I want it to be a, a sea snake, a sea serpent. You could say that Nessie has a goose neck. You could say, because, you know, look at, think about a goose, right? Which one is that? You I'm say, thinking about a swan, actually. Say, what the f*** is a goose? <laughs> They're all the same. <laughs> the They're same? all birds with big-ass necks. Uh, it's it's similar. You know, it's that little curved thing, the bit that pops out of the water. Okay, fine. All right. I'm glad I got you on board with I feel that, because like there's c- tougher bits coming up. <laughs> It has the teeth <laughs> of a man. <laughs> ah, those silly bastards. Ow. Ow. And at the end of every episode, we like to take the time to shout out those who have supported us on Patreon recently. That's what we're going to do right now. Let's go. Special thank you to Marta Kumolka. Marta the Sparta sent through time a medieval war, an ancient warrior. Um, in the 21st century. Wow. Um, pretty amazing stuff. Scientists should really be studying Marta because that's time travel right there. Fortunately, not many jobs. Not a good job market for Spartans right. anymore. It's kind of outdated. Yeah, I guess you could join the Navy SEALs or something. I don't know. We'll keep an ear out, Marta. But, Thanks for uh, listening, I guess. <laughs> Enjoy podcasts. They're new to you. <laughs> I don't know what kind of itch that's scratching, but thanks. Thanks also to Ant. Wow, the Ant from Bugs Life. It is an Whoa. honor, sir. We talked about you earlier in the show. We loved it when you made that big bird. Yeah. That was pretty great. That was cool. Um, and when you like used the water to make a telescope and a leaf, I think at one point, that was kind of cool. And generally just the kind of you know the kind of adorable kind of bumbling whenever you're talking to your crush kind of woody allen hugh grant shit it's great that was great performance keep it up and thanks also to mike stevenson mike the pike that's right similar to peter's fate uh mike just wants to put everything Uh on a pike oh yeah so you give him a, a subway meatball marinara he rams it on a pike and he's gonna try and find a way to eat it's like a kebab he wants to just eat everything on a pike oh long as the pike it is 21 foot what that's a boat <laughs> it's sir. way too big it's way too There's large no, listen he's that, very hungry that meatball marinara is at most as we know a foot long so oh yeah he's feeding birds <laughs> he, he ain't getting a bite out of that thing mike I, I admire your ambition bud 
keep it up, I guess. Thanks also to Baron Von Sandwich Meat. Baron Von Sandwich Meat? Keep an eye out for Mike. Because he's seen you, pike in hand. And if you turn your back, you are getting sent to the heavens, my friend. <laughs> Hope you can uh, reach the pantry when it's 20, 21 feet vertical. <laughs> Because Mike can't, so it's safe for a while at least. Yeah, you've got that. Thanks also to Sarah Juno. Sarah's actually a huge wrestler in the WWE. What? Yeah, yeah. She her whole thing is that she like kicks down the doors, goes into the ring, and says, "Do you know what time it is?" Oh. You know, like her second name. I thought that was someone else's catchphrase. Uh, no, I think it's hers. Really? I mean, she, the thing is, the phrase is there, but um, she, she can't really wrestle or fight. She hasn't got any of that stuff down. Oh. She came up with the catchphrase. She's like, do you know what time it is? Gets and the crowd riled up. Riled fired. Up, and then she gets pile-drived straight into the ground. Wow. Annihilated. Because the crowd are like, yeah, do you know, that's a sick catchphrase. You're yeah, actually yeah. pretty small, so we don't know what you're going to do, but maybe you'll do some Rey Mysterio type shit but no just pile drive exactly wow. and, then, and then she's like on the floor and being like do you know how to pop a knee back into place do you know where the nearest hospital is and it doesn't land they all think it's time. part of the thing but she's like do you know if there's a doctor in the building boom boom <laughs> she's getting hit the ref nowhere to be seen <laughs> do you know how to make this stop <laughs> They're all cheering. Juno! Juno! No! No! <laughs> Thanks also to Nick Bailu. Come on down to Nick's Sticks. We sell all types of sticks. From tall sticks to short sticks to medium-sized sticks. Anything but pikes. That's right, folks. We tried pikes <laughs> for a while. But uh, one guy one guy bought one and immediately turned it on us. So we're not selling pikes anymore. Too dangerous. Looking at you, Mike. If you want those, you got to go down to Mike's Pikes on 47. Whoa-oh. No competition to Nick Sticks, though, however, very different uses. <laughs> Thanks also to Haley and Jake Reinhardt. Haley and Jake dine hard. They'll hit up six or seven restaurants in one night. What? Barely having time to sit at the table before they slam their faces into their food. Leave a tiny tip and then bounce to go to the next restaurant. <laughs> Why a tiny tip? I guess they have to spread the tip across the night. Yeah, it's gotta be broken down. But I mean, it's gonna be a pricey evening. It, well, Seven they don't pay. To, oh. so, so the tiny tip is the least they can do, really. <laughs> that's that's not the least you could do. That's illegal. It's dining hard, all right. They don't dine and dash. They dine and smash. This, I'm calling the police, of course. <laughs> that's fair. Thanks also to Abby Davis. Krabby Abby, another WWE superstar in our midst. You know, she freaking runs down right up to the ring, jumps on the ropes, is doing like the crab claws with her hands, you know, when you part your fingers a little no bit. Shit. The whole uh the whole audience have like foam instead of foam fingers, they got foam claws. Of course. And everyone's like, crap, 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 crab. She can't wrestle though, she doesn't know how to do that. What? How is so, this commission letting all these people who can wrestle in? If you got the look, that's you're insane. in. That's but, it. But I've I've got her profile photo. She doesn't wrestlers are usually what, seven foot tall. Yeah. 300 pounds. Yeah. Is it an Abby? No. <laughs> She's half a foot, right. all red, all crab. crab. She's a crab. Sounds yeah. like it. All crustacean. <laughs> She's 3.5 pounds of solid crustacean. Thanks also to Jared Garcia. If there's one thing you can say about Jared, he's married. Married? Yeah. You know how some people get married like 
you know, like sometimes movie stars and stuff will get married like four or five times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, wow, that's a bunch of marriages. This guy, world record holder, 75. 75? And counting. Ma- He's planning on getting out of this one, how, too. How old is he? Uh, I think 17 at last 17? Yeah, pretty nuts. That's probably... He had a lot of teenage <laughs> sweethearts. And a lot of primary school sweethearts while we're at it. Because <laughs> all he's been is a teenager and a child. Right. So he's probably had a lot of s- sweet teen romances. Yeah, he's also a pretty paid up divorcee. Ah, okay. He's getting the money. They in were the... all rich. Nice. He, hey. went, he went to Eaton. Jared, as long as that money's coming through us in the form of Patreon, I'll, I'll, you, do, you do you, brother. Thanks also to William Ashmore. You know, if you go camping with William and it's late at night and you get a little snackish, you always know that he's got a shmore, which is great. He's a good guy to have around, you know? It's late at night. William Ashmore? Yeah, 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 I got Ashmore. And then you guys can just enjoy a snack, enjoy each other's company. Yeah, it's pretty mean, though, because I notice people, sometimes they don't even want his company. They, they kind of just invite, invite him, him for, the for the shmores. Yeah, I think he's kind of caught on, but if he doesn't bring the, the shmores, he's... The s'mores, sorry, he's a... He, he doesn't get a call. So he's like, this is me now. This is I'm, the, I'm, the sh- I'm a s'more guy. We appreciate you for more than just your food, William. We do need the s'mores. We need the s'mores, though, yeah. 100%, because the commune barbecue is this weekend, and yeah. we are bang out. So if you could just if you could bring, like, a truck... We're going to need a lot, yeah. We're going to need a lot, because people are hungry. Thanks, lastly, but not leastly, to Jacob and Anharad. Jacob and Anharad. Two more WWE tag no. team superstars in our midst. Not. I don't well, believe it. These guys, come on. And Harrod, that's a great wrestler's name. These guys must be able to wrestle. Oh, that's all they can do. Oh. They don't have a gimmick. Oh. The crowd hates them. What? <laughs> They're the best wrestlers you've ever seen. Front flips, pile drives, that thing where you throw someone against the ropes and then just clean them with your with your arm. Yeah. But they got no look. Yeah, I'm, I'm They're Googling not a fucking crab. They've won every goddamn championship since since the last five years. Yeah, they're the villains of the piece. Because ah. everyone wants the under crab to win. What, so that one person we said was a crab? Yeah, mostly them. Everyone wants uh, them to take the, take the belt. But, you know, being the villain in a piece is just as important as being the hero. And we know that for being paranormal investigators our whole damn lives. You're telling me. So thank you for your support, guys. Thanks to everyone we've just shouted out and everyone we are yet to shout out. Thanks to everyone for being patient. We are getting through um, our list of shout outs slowly but surely. Um, So keep tuning in to hear yours. We will be back next week with a brand new Paranormal Tale, guys. See you then. Bye-bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.